Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Tiffany's Hard Money Podcast. I'm Justin and uh, talking today with Tiffany Smith about private lending. Tiffany, how are you? I'm well, Justin. How are you? I'm great. Uh, I think to get started, really, we just want to know, how did you get started in mortgage lending and, and what do you like about it? Well, I'll tell you what, when I bought my first house, I, we used a mortgage broker and this gal came to her house and she took her application, which isn't the way I take applications, but she did that. <laughs> and I thought I would like to have her job. I think what she's doing is really great. And I, so I started looking into it and about two years later, I actually got started in the business. I worked for somebody else for one year. And then after a year, I decided, you know what, it's time to start my own brokerage. And I did that. I had my own brokerage for about 15 years. Um, then I was out of the business for a few years. When I moved to Dallas, Texas, I wanted to get back in the business. So I ended up going in the route of doing what we call hard money. And that's lending for investors primarily focused on the investment real estate market for people who want to fix and flip houses, buy or refinance rentals, or buy or refinance commercial buildings. And so I found that to be really exciting. I have loved the part that I get to bond with my clients and work with them several to over and over and over as they continue to flip houses or to buy rentals or to buy commercial property. This differs from the owner-occupied market because the owner-occupied market, you're really probably only going to work with someone once every five to seven years yeah. at the most. So I find this side um, really in just fascinating to watch as investors, you know, even build their own businesses and try new things sometimes, and we develop a long-term relationship. Yeah, it does sound like you develop a. Uh a very effective partnership. Uh, you know, just as a consumer myself, the only time I've gone to a mortgage lender is I'm you know, buying a house and, you know, I won't see that person ever again, you know, or, you know, maybe until 10 years later down the road when I'm in the market again. But uh, it sounds like you have a lot more contact and, and build, uh, you know, working relationship with the folks who, who seek you out. I love it because of that. That's my main attraction to this side of the industry is to become what you even used as a term, the partner to these people. I'm not technically a partner in their business, but I'm definitely a in their day-to-day -day discussions about what they can do, what they should do, um, and how that looks for them yeah. in the future. Yeah. And it sounds like that you're offering some advice, uh, some consultation. So they, they probably come to you with questions and you help them sort out the pros and cons of different situations. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And we go over, you know, in I encourage them in advance to reach out to me in advance and let's talk about the numbers. Let's talk about the potential profit. Let's talk about the costs of doing business in whatever they're looking at doing. And let's go over if they're fix and flipper, maybe let's go over their idea of what they're going to do with the property. And hopefully they come to me before they even get into the deal so that um, we can talk about how profitable it may or may not be. Yeah. And, they, and then they always make the final decision, of course. What are some of the advantages of private lending for investors? 
Okay, well, it's a huge advantage to go with a private lender when you are an investor because of the time frame and the limited documentation required. Very often, we can close a deal within a few days instead oh. of a month or two. We also normally don't require as nearly as much um, income documentation because we realize people are self-employed and their tax returns might look a little different than what they can actually work with in the marketplace. So um, it's very limited documentation. We're looking for their bank statements, their funds needed to close, their ability um, you know, to make a profit, hopefully, in the deal, um, that type of thing, more than we're looking at their past two years' tax returns and, and that type of item. We're more flexible to look at what their future is with this property they're looking to invest in. Sure. And so what are you seeing in the marketplace right now in terms of opportunities for investors? What, what are, maybe not to give away their secrets, but what are what are what are some of the hot uh, um, things available now? I would say the opportunity is that the market seems to be increasing um, in price across the board um, in residential real estate. Commercial real estate's a little bit different because after COVID, sometimes office buildings are more vacant than they were in mm -hmm. the past. So most of my People are going into more residential real estate or sticking with that. Um, their challenges now are is that it's been such a buyer's mar a seller's market actually that um, they're having a hard time bidding getting their bids accepted. Mm -hmm. um, people are fighting over houses and offering sometimes forty or fifty thousand dollars cash on top of the asking price. So my investors typically are extremely savvy and cautious about going in over market because they want to make sure that if the market changes, if something drops, that they're not going to be stuck with a property that they paid too much for. So a lot of them have dialed back a little bit their short-term purchases, especially on the fix and flips, um, but maybe are purchasing more longer-term rental properties that they know are going to be around for the long run. Sure. And they're planning on keeping for the long run. So if the market changes in the short term, they're not they're they weren't interested in selling at that point anyway. Yeah. Is there one aspect of this industry that you work in the most in terms of fix and flip or rentals or where where do you find more activity? I would say um, over a year's period, um, if, you know, because each month sometimes things change up. But over a year's period, I would say that um, probably looking at 40% rentals, 40% fix and flips, and 20% commercial. I see. True, okay. true commercial, where it's a gas station or an office building or something along the lines of that. Sure. You know, for many consumers, many of the people listening, we've we've shows and we've romanticized about, wow, how fun would that be to find something, fix it up and flip it? What what can you tell us as a professional in the industry? The you know, the realities of that is, you know, is it something that you would encourage people to do? 
Fun would not be the word I would use to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> it looks a lot more fun on TV than it is. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot uh, because very often to really get to maximize that profit, um, the buyer needs to, the investor needs to go in and do a lot of the work themselves. And they mm -hmm. definitely need to be on site a lot of the time because to make sure those subcontractors are staying on schedule and doing the correct job that they envisioned um, for the property and doing um, something in a, a nice way and a timely way because the biggest hurdle they're going to come across is time. Most investors are paying interest on that loan they've got to buy the property and to fix the property up. And so for every month or every week, they are continuing to, to be delayed in getting it done. They're racking up costs on interest and that will eat up their profit margin. So the most important thing I would say is to really get to know which subcontractors or contractors can be trusted. Um, that's extremely important. Trusted to do a good job, but also trusted to show up and get it done in a timely manner. That's probably the biggest obstacle that people have is finding a quality general contractor or subcontractors to do the work for them in a timely manner. Sure, absolutely. And if people are interested in learning more about what you do and how to interact with you, where do you direct them? I would definitely direct them just to call me or reach out to my website. My website's www.tiffanyshardmoney.com or they can call me at 214-208-8873. Okay. They can are there... text me at that number too. Text is always, I know it's popular with the younger crowd and I'm totally fine with that. I don't want to eat up all the questions right now, but is okay. there anything that you wanted to, to talk about uh, in this first one? that I, a yeah. question I didn't ask. You know what I would, I would say is a lot of people say, how do I get started? I, I would caution going to a lot of the seminars, in-person seminars, especially they can be very pricey. And I do know of a lot of investors have spent 40, $50,000 just in their training. I'm sure it can pay off at times, but often it leaves them without money to get started on a project. Um, my recommendation, if they're doing a fix and flip, since we touched on that subject, would be to offer to shadows and another investor who is successful at it and maybe say, hey, I'll help out on Saturdays with your project because I just want to learn about it. And I want you to tell me as much as you know about it. And I want to see what the subs do. And I, I'm willing to get in there, get my hands dirty and help out with it. That is a great insight. Thank you, Tiffany. For more about private lending and getting in contact with Tiffany, go to tiffanyshardmoney.com.